Welcome to the British History Podcast. My name is Philippa Lacey Brule and I want to extend a warm welcome to you. If you are new here, hi, thank you for joining. And if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. In this podcast, we explore all sorts of things that have gone on in British history. We look at people, we look at events, we look at outcomes and perhaps look at them from a different perspective than usual. If you would like to support me in this free podcast, this podcast will always remain free, but if you would like to support me, then you can head over to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash British history. And you can choose the tier there that would suit you best, starting from any £3 a month just for your kind support. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Good afternoon. Welcome, everyone, to Thursday Tea Time Live History Chat, not on a Thursday, on a Wednesday, um, for this week only. Um, maybe I'll catch some people who don't normally catch Thursdays. Hi, Jules, watching over in America. Um, so, yes, yeah, so normally my live history chat is every Thursday at one o'clock, but this week, hi, Lisa, thank you for joining. This week, um, I am streaming live on Instagram and YouTube as usual, but a day early, and that's because tomorrow I will be on the road. So, I don't actually quite know where I'll be this time tomorrow. So, uh, I will, uh, yeah, I won't be able to go live, but I will be going somewhere fabulous. I'm, I'm making my way down south um, because I'm going to a particular Christmas market on Friday. So look out because I'll probably be sharing some things from there. Certainly for patrons, I'll be sharing um, some some pictures and, and whatnot. So welcome. Thank you if you're joining me. And uh, hi, Anandita over in India. Um, if you always, uh, if you're, if you're regularly here, welcome. Thank you for coming back. And if you're new here, welcome. You are more than, um, I'll just say welcome a lot more. Um, you know, it's, it, I'm very glad to have you here. So our history chat live, feel free, please, as, as people are doing to say hi in the chat, ask me any questions. Um, as I always say, I will do my best to answer them. Some of them, as any of the regulars know, sometimes I get asked stuff that just, doesn't require an answer. <laughs> Usually requires a blocking. But anyway, I'm sure none of you will do that to me today. Um, before I move on, I want to shout out to my newest patron, Marie. She's um, she's joined on the nobility tier. For any of you who don't know, <coughs> excuse me about my patron uh, patrons tiers. I name them. <clears throat> I try to be fun. Anyway, I name them upper class nobility royalty and monarchy so you can choose whichever tier you want to join on because it and and they've all got different benefits basically so you can choose whichever one suits you best but marie has joined on the nobility tier and taken advantage of the 10 percent off if you pay for a year in advance so welcome marie thank you so much marie in fact is coming on tour with me next year as well so um so that's really really cool um last week i didn't manage to go live i tried um, I was on location, I was in Worcester and it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a big um, city, well, it's, well, it's a city, but no, hardly any signal. So I recorded it and, uh, and posted it. So if you didn't catch me, it's only a short one, it's about 15 minutes from last week and, uh, and it's, um, it's, I'm stood outside the back 
of Worcester Cathedral. So um, where you can see some of the ruins from when Worcester was a monastery. Um, hi Janice, Janice, sorry, I always pronounce your name two ways, just in case. When we meet in person, you'll be able to tell me. Um, from Sussex. Um, cool, so yeah, so last week was in Worcester, it was freezing. It was freezing and it, it's not going to let up now, is it? We're, 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 we're definitely into winter. Um, but last week I was talking about, so I was talking about Worcester itself, because I was actually there to film um, a bit of a walk around for uh, Hire Chris in New Zealand, I'm presuming. Uh, I was filming for my uh, patrons, like a live walk around of the streets of Worcester to tell some of the history of Worcester. Because Worcester's got... Um, a really interesting and significant history for all sorts of different reasons. Um, I mean, it goes back to a Roman settlement. It was a garrison town. So that's where there was a permanent garrison. Um, probably further back than that as well. I'm pretty sure it was further back than that. Um, all, Viking, Viking raids was, was a problem there. They're on the River Severn. Um, and it's... That was obviously easy for people to, easy for the Vikings to come up. So, so it went right back to there and it remained that kind of um, military style town until the period immediately following the Wars of the Roses um, com being completed and, and, and peace basically coming. And then it, it became more of a trading town. Again, probably because of the river, I imagine. Um, and, um, and there's, as you walk around, you can, if you know where to look, you can find the evidence of the, these changes. Um, so there is actually, I didn't do this in, in the Patreon, but there is actually some Roman walls still um, visible. But there's a big merchant's house. It's called Greyfriars. It's run by National Trust. And uh, it was built by a man called Thomas Green. And it's, it, it, it looks a stereotypical Tudor building so you'd, you'd spot it a mile off but he became he was sort of one of these people who became um uh successful on the back of the the change in fortunes of the country and the town once henry the seventh came to the throne and there was relative peace compared to the previous few decades so um so yeah so i was talking about that it was also worcester is the um the site of the final <laughs> So the Wars of the Roses, the end of the Wars of the Roses brought some peace. And of course we had the, um, the, the English Civil Wars of the 17th century. Now, here's some stuff you may or may not know. So Worcester was the site of the final battle of the English Civil Wars. So this is two years after Charles I has been executed. Charles II is in Worcester, possibly watching from the church, from the Cathedral Tower. And the battle is at uh, is being fought on a place now called Fort Royal Hill, um, which is now a park, <laughs> which is it's good, but it, it, it's very steep. And I started filming on the top there, absolutely freezing because of course the wind as well. Um, and the final battle was was fought there, and Cromwell's forces won, and um, Charles II escaped and made his incredibly difficult actually um escape route to finally go get to the continent that's that's a different conversation but far more complex than i had actually realized when i first looked into that um now 
remembering that Charles I, Charles II are Stuarts, this is a Scottish line. By this point, um, the, the Royalist forces were actually, and I don't know what had happened earlier, so, but there were Scottish troops. And there's around 10,000 Scottish troops um, uh, captured, hi Shane, um, captured after the, 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 this final battle. So because the, the battle had been sort of won on the, on the hill, if you like, and then you had a running street battle as the, um, the parliamentarian, um, sorry, as the royalist troops kind of tried to make an escape. So a lot were captured. It was something like 10,000, something huge. They were kept in disgusting conditions. Many died um, while they were being held captive. And I think it was around about a week later, you have to excuse me for not remembering the dates off the top of my head, Parliament um, decreed that these uh, captured troops could be uh, freed. Hmm. But they didn't mean exactly freed. They were to be sent to Barbados or um, New England um, to be sold into indentured slavery. And there, there's a place called the Commandery in Worcester, which is where the Royalist troops that requisitioned this house, now known as the Commandery, as their headquarters for the battle. Um, and in there, I don't think it's there now, but I've been going there and back to there over the years. And in a previous incarnation in this museum, there was actually a book which listed, um, faithfully sort of just copied out the original uh, lists of people who had been sent on um, on the ship. I think it was called the John and Sarah. I might have that that name exactly wrong, but uh, not exactly right. Sorry, but I think it was something in Sarah, and and the 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 cargo list effectively of people, right? And and these Scottish uh, troops uh, had were 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 shipped over to. Um, a lot were shipped over to Boston, actually. Uh, and, and like I say, there's, there's this list of names. So if any of you have Boston roots and Scottish roots, then let me know your name and I'll see if I can find it on this, uh, on this list. Interestingly as well, the names are written down phonetically. So when you read them, you have to imagine them with a Scottish accent as well to try and work out what the name actually is because they're written down as... The recorder heard it so which is quite interesting um but yeah so i thought that was a bit interesting i think they were they were indentured for between six to eight years so when they got to boston um as a as an entirety they were sold to a man whose name escapes me i remember he was from charlestown because i thought that was fairly ironic um <laughs> And uh, and then he sold them on to the highest bidder and they would be indentured for between six to eight years. So there you go. There's a little bit of um, Worcester history that that uh, went straight to America. Scotland, Worcester, Bristol, Boston. There you go. Um, so that was last week anyway. So I went off on one a bit there, didn't I? <coughs> but that was fun. That was fun to do. Um so what else have we what else have I been up to? 
So last week I spoke about the White Ship disaster and Eleanor of Castile. If you haven't seen those videos or listened to the podcast, they are available now. Um, today I've put live a video about Nancy Astor. She's Viscount Astor, um, Viscountess Astor, sorry. And she was the first female MP to be sworn into Parliament, in the British Parliament, uh, on the 1st of December 1919. Um, so I've done a video about her and about that and at the end of the video I've actually titled it that she clashes with Winston Churchill but that's that's at the end of the video um, because you've probably heard about her due to these clashes with Churchill because they're <coughs> excuse me they're they're kind of <clears throat> they're hilarious really as, as a as an independent bystander a hundred years later <laughs> um, because they're both witty. I mean, Nancy Astor and Churchill are both witty. So you can imagine watching one of their altercations would just be incredibly entertaining. So I've included some of those um, more famous ones at the end of that video. So um, I think you'll enjoy that if you want to go and watch that. I've, um, what was the, the really famous one is about... Um, uh, she's, Nancy Astor says to Churchill it's something, something along the lines and I've got this correct in the video but something along the lines of if I was your wife I would poison your tea and he said madam if you were my wife I would drink it it's <laughs> just like <laughs> I just think that's brilliant I just think both of them obviously hilarious um, very dry wit so that's um, that's out at the moment that's all there ready for you and tomorrow or midnight tonight, my time, I have another video coming out that's about St Paul's Cathedral because it's the anniversary of its consecration um, in 1697. I think that is off the top of my head. And I focused on um, not just the cathedral, but on Wren, Sir Christopher Wren, the architect, because he is buried there. He... Um, you quite often see it written or he, he survived to see it um, completed. And the reason that's um, uh, always mentioned is because by the time it was actually completed, so it's consecrated um, before it was completed. Mm, I can't remember how many years before. So, and by the time, I think when he died, he was like 91 years old and he died about 10 years after it was completed. So he was already you know an elderly gentleman by the time that St Paul's was um, completed so that's why it's mentioned that he 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 lived to uh, to see it completed because um, he was already quite elderly at that point um, but he is buried at St Paul's and um, you know he, he's he's very I mean Sir Christopher Wren is famous because of the number of buildings he's responsible for we've spoken a lot about Blenheim Palace on here in the past um, uh, they wanted Wren to do Berlin Palace. He didn't, actually, in the end. Um, but he's responsible for so many buildings that we are familiar with. Um, and his tomb is extremely simple. And there's just a fabulous story behind that. I don't know, I don't know where to tell you, because if you don't know it already, it, it might spoil it for me to tell you. Have a look at the video. It goes live at midnight tonight. Um, you can also listen on the podcast as well. But... Uh, obviously on the video you can see some of the the visuals of of what I'm, I'm talking about so catch that later please do that 
<coughs> excuse me um sorry for coughing stan i should get in it is gone i promise um got rid of my cold now oh so so those are a few things that are, are coming um tonight if you are around on my instagram it's the history after dark room tonight and we are talking about king john which is another worcester link actually king john is buried at worcester cathedral uh he's buried uh in front of the high altar which apparently caused a much annoyance over time <laughs> because of his positioning and king john is the is the magna is, is of magna carta fame but he is in a in a category of you know pretty pretty disgusting people in history he 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 comes very close to the top of being the worst um he is without redemption <laughs> i think so we decided that he would be a perfect candidate to talk about in history after dark so that will that's what our room will be tonight there's myself uh, uh katrina marchant who's dr cat dr cat on youtube reading the past is her channel um hello lavinia from venice oh beautiful i've seen um some is it recently that it's been flooded in venice and everyone's in um in the square in their wellies that's brilliant just carry on just just stick your wellies on your waterproofs and, and go still go out for coffee brilliant um so uh i forgot what i was saying but anyway sorry i started thinking about venice you can tell me <laughs> i've got a little helper here today um also in um in patreon i've been sharing i'll share you with a couple of things now some of the my favorite there was a lot so it's not all of my favorites but artifacts from the mary and elizabeth exhibition um at the british library um it's the exhibition that I, i've spoken about a number of times before so this is elizabeth first and mary queen of scots and it's an equal billing for both queens which is good and it is absolutely packed with artifacts that you would have heard about, that you would have seen pictures of, that you will have heard referred to a number of times. And, um, and so I've picked out a few to, to focus on and they're in my patron. <coughs> they're for all tiers, by the way. So if you wanted to join, my, my, um, my target was to get to 20 before Christmas and I'm at 19 patrons at the moment. So you could be my 20th if you wanted to be. But I'll, I'll show you a couple of the ones that I've picked out. Um, now, because, for, well, I'm just going to show you a couple because I want to show you um, these ones in particular. This one, mm -mm -mm, I'm going to have to do it a little bit to one camera and then to the <laughs> other. This is a letter from Mary Queen of Scots in her own hand um, that she wrote in... Um, the first few weeks of her being in England, so escaping to England. And the reason I like it so much is the way that she signs off. So it's, it's all in French, um, but she basically signs off, let, let me find the actual um, translation so I get it correct. But she, she, she signs off, you're very faithful and affectionate, good sister, cousin and escaped prisoner, Marie R. 
So that one I really like. And then the other one I just think you find really uh, interesting. Now, when Mary had been captive in England for, um, well, what, when's this, 84? Um, yeah, so nearly nearly 20 years. She is embroiled, she's 20 years she was captive. She was embroiled in plots, the Babington plot, um, most famously. And they, she would write in cipher and they have a letter from Mary written in cipher on, in this exhibition. It's on till the, I think it's on till mid-February at the British Library. If you can get to it, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. But I, I oop, can you see the cipher? It looks a little bit like really tight um, old-fashioned music, maybe. But it's really quite incredible to see it because you've you've heard about the cipher. Um, you, we know she wrote in cipher, but to actually see a letter that she wrote um, right in front of you is 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 quite um, incredible. The whole exhibition is incredible, so um, do take a look at it. Uh, if you are a patron, make sure you head over and um, check out those posts I've done. Elizabeth, so I did six, five or six artifacts from Elizabeth and six from Mary. Um, Gem says, is the catalogue available for sale? Um, yes apparently it is if you go to the british library shop online you can you can order this and i have to say it's um it's not just a catalogue actually it's it, it's genuinely worth i think it's i think the so the list price is 30 pounds but i think i think they're doing it with a discount at the moment i think it might be 25 at the moment but it, it's really good it's basically got an essay at the beginning um sorry, of each chapter. I don't know how many chapters there are, but it's it's packed with really, really good essays, basically. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Um, this is the one I've been reading about King John. Has anyone read this one about King John? This is, this is Mark Morris's one. So like I say, we're talking about King John tonight in History After Dark. Um, I've done a video, I think, in the past on, well, I've done, definitely done one on Magna Carta. Kat has done one specifically on John. And one of the questions that she was posed by someone in the audience and, um, and comes up for discussion a lot is, were there any redeeming features? Did John have any redeeming features? Um, so join us tonight and find out. Oh, by the way, it's 1st of December, so my Santa mug is out. And my advent calendars are out and my trees are up. I have three. I have seven advent calendars, three trees, one of which is decorated. I need to do the other two. I've got a poll at the moment on my Instagram to see if people think that seven advent calendars is a little bit much or very festive. I will let you go go to my go to my story after this and you can you can plug in your answer and we'll see at the moment most people think it's just being wonderfully festive that's how I am interpreting the answers anyway so that's quite fun um yeah <laughs> so yeah join me tonight though 8 I should tell you the time 8 15 tonight um that's London time on my channel tonight so we we go round the three channels so sorry me cat and I forgot to say Catherine Brooks, who is now not just the Tudor Tracker. So she was the Tudor Tracker on uh, Instagram. She's now not just the Tudor Tracker because she is expanding um, her, uh, her 
epochs. So we will be live together 8.15 tonight on my channel. The There will be a History After Dark podcast. That's going to launch in the new year. And so any of the most recent episodes that we've done, if you've missed them, then you will have chance to catch them on the podcast. And from now on, we are recording them and they will go on the podcast. But obviously, if you join live, you can comment, ask questions, laugh along. And we do reserve the right not to publish them if <laughs> if anything got a little bit too juicy. I think last week's I don't think we're publishing. <laughs> <coughs> it was very funny at the time. Um, also this week, I've got another video yesterday um, out with an interview with Phil Downing from Harvington Hall. So I, I've probably talked about Harvington Hall before. It is an Elizabethan house, not far from me. In fact, I've driven past it today. It boasts seven surviving priest hides and actually only half the house um, still remains. So there was probably even more. And Phil, who is the house manager there, has just spent, yeah, Jeff says, is he okay? Actually, I haven't heard from him since he's been out. He spent 36 hours in one of the priest hides. And the priest hide that he is in, I've been in. Um, and um, I've been in, let me just get rid of this person. Um and um sorry oh always happens on youtube um yeah so sorry so he's been in this in this thing i've been in um uh in this priest hide it's his second time he's done this by the way um he did a 24-hour stint a couple of years ago actually it must be more than that now there's a there's there's a, a priest hide under the stairs if you have a look after this on YouTube and I've shared it on Instagram. I did um, an interview with him in the summer about the fact that he was going to do this challenge. And in there I've spliced in um, videos uh, and pictures of that inside the house and the two priest hides that Phil has done, uh, the last challenge and this challenge in. So the first one he did it was uh, a priest hide that was under the stairs and you, you you actually lift up the stairs and in there um, you have to sort of climb down into it. I've not been into this one. Um, and you, uh, it, it looks fairly big, but he said it was very, very dusty um, and very dark when he was in there. This one is one that actually wasn't found until, <coughs> I think it was <clears throat> midway through the 19th century. And it was, it was, it was, um, it was found by accident um lisa says sorry i'm being a little bit um i am being right i think i've managed to do that uh having to block people on youtube um lisa says he looks really good in his tudor outfit and beard yes he really does doesn't he, he looks like a tudor he says he's definitely a tudor he's got the red hair and he grows it into his beard um and he looks amazing in Tudor costume he definitely does definitely definitely does but I did so I did this interview with him and 
if you um uh have a look at, uh, after this at my interview with him like i said i've spliced in video and images of the the house but the priest hides that he's talking about as well so this one under the stairs and the one that he's in or he's just been in which is um this one that was only found in the 19th century found by a child who was playing who fell through a wall can you imagine he must have thought i'm in trouble here <laughs> i just put a wall through and that was how it was discovered so um yeah you can now see into it through a, a window that's been created from a cupboard so basically there's a there's a spiral staircase or nearly a spiral staircase if you imagine one of these tight staircases and there was a cupboard um like a walk-in cupboard and then the priest hide was actually behind that um but no one knew no one knew so but now this cupboard's been opened up and there's a window and you can see into the um to the priest hide which that was obviously blocked up when phil was in there so that it was completely uh pitch black it was so dark he's done some uh videos um video diaries while he was in there and it is proper dark there's, there's no light coming in at all but the entrance into this priest hide is ingenious it's a beam so um a vertical beam that pivots um and uh hello welcome from iran um so this 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 beam pivots and while he was in there um sorry so so that's on my video as well i've i've um because i've been in there and i've i've filmed from inside that priest hide so go and have a look afterwards if you've not already seen it and the reason he's doing this is to raise money for the house. Um, they are independently owned, so you know it, it, um, it's not a cheap project to keep to keep Elizabethan houses and well, any historical place in good working order. So it's um, I think they've got bridge repairs to do. Um, so that's the reason for him doing it. But what's been incredible as well, and we're going to get him on our history after dark room. Um, to talk about this is the insights that he's got hi welcome is the insights he's got into what it could have been well, yeah what it would have been like to be a priest hiding um not knowing hi Marion, welcome good morning california um so so phil's been hiding in this priest hide it's pitch black and he has um oh ipsa says they don't don't uh, ship this book to the English, Elizabeth and Mary book to Germany. That is really unfortunate. Sorry. <laughs> um, join my page and have a look at the stuff in there. Um, so yeah, the, 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 like the, the just the so think about it. The uncomfortableness of it, the isolation, the lack of water, the um, he's very forward about the to whole toileting situation but the toileting situation um he goes in with an apple um uh, so the the lack of sustenance not knowing how long you're going to be in there i mean even with him knowing how long he's going to be in there you know he's he lost track of time he had no idea how long he'd been in there how long he had till he came out um and then his colleagues did a reenactment yeah, re of a, 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 um, a priest hunter coming to the house 
a, a, you know, a team of priest hunters, hunters come into the house and he didn't expect it. So he did a Facebook Live and you can see that um, him being really quite shocked and, and perturbed and frightened by it all. Um, so what an insight into what it would have been like. Um, he also said he's not going to do it again, but I'm not sure I believe him. I think uh, <laughs> I think he's a little bit nuts like that. But that's the second one. So have a look at my interview with him because he talks about the house. He talks about um, the history of the people who lived there and and, and this and this challenge. So it's it's well worth it, well worth a look. Um, so that's been that's been fab. And also in the last week, I have interviewed Tracy Borman. So that was pretty cool. So I think I mentioned, oh, I definitely mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I was interviewing Leslie Smith, <coughs> Leslie Smith from Tutbury Castle. And that video, sorry, that interview will be live um, later on this month. Patrons get it a week early. With Tracy's interview, that will be available uh, in the middle of January, mid-January. Again, patrons get it a week early, but they also uh, were able to ask their own questions to Tracy this uh for this interview so it is worth having a little um having a little squeeze at my patreon which you can do at patreon.com forward slash british history to see if if you get benefit from joining um it's a nice little club anyway so i enjoy it now just to let you know um next week i'm here and then oh i can't think what the date is i'm closing up shop on the 17th of december and then that so that week that will be the 16th then won't it that will be my last live for 2021 and I will be back in January but in the meantime I'll obviously be here uh next Thursday and the Thursday after I'm on Clubhouse on a Monday and a Friday at five o'clock and I'm on Instagram live uh, at quarter past eight every Wednesday evening and four o'clock every Friday afternoon that is for visit Tudor Britain room which I do with Deb Royal from Tudor Times and Sarah Morris from the Tudor Travel Guide <coughs> excuse me my throat's getting dry now and we last week we were talking about places uh, linked to Margaret Tudor this week the girls are going without me and they're doing um, Mary Tudor You're like which Mary Tudor the Mary Tudor who was Henry's sister um, so so that will be that will be a really good room so try and catch that as well um so danny says priest hunters must have been reparations for the priest hunting witches and burning them alive so um well so this is this is um this is sort of mixing it up a little bit so the the priest hunters of elizabeth's time this is in response to a law that was passed that made it illegal to be a priest, um, a Catholic priest, obviously, um, or, um, or or harbour one, or have one in your in your home, because <laughs> the, the, the these the, the people of a Catholic faith had to hear mass. This is part of part of the faith. You have to hear mass. So, it but it was banned, and. Over Elizabeth's reign, it got the the restrictions around um, um, practicing Catholicism were tighter and tighter and tighter. So actually, in Harvington, and you'll see this on the video if you watch the interview, there was a private chapel, which was permitted, 
Um, and then there was the secret but much bigger chapel. So obviously it was designed as to look like something else. Um, where not only the family would have heard mass, but people from the community would have heard mass as well. I mean, it's in incredibly dangerous, actually, because the more people who know, um, the more people that is to to give you up. There weren't, we don't think, unless there's been some other um, evidence I don't know about, I don't think there was a priest, oh, I'm going to say there wasn't a priest hunt at Harvington, I might not have that correct. I they didn't find any priests, as far as you know, at Harvington. Um, I'll have to ask Phil more about that. But the 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 um, the witches burning came in James the first reign, which obviously came straight after Elizabeth's. But it was it was a different thing. So um, the witches, the witch hunts were. Um, because it was seen as superstitious which 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 was a roll-on from obviously the superstitions in Catholicism being um, uh, rejected by the new reform uh, reformed faith however I think your point is also probably that if you're a priest hunter and you're looking for priests you've got to find them if you're a witch hunter and you're looking for witches you've got to find them you can't go you don't go back and say oh no there's no witches in our parish it's fine well, there's no priest hiding in ours. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, that, I think, is, is, is a very, very valid point. So um, I am going to, I think, leave you there for today. Thank you so much for joining me a day early. It's been lovely to have you. And I will be um, on Instagram um, with my... Christmas market uh, visit this week which is why I'm anyone who's just joined or joined after I said I'm traveling tomorrow which is why I'm not doing my live tomorrow um, so keep an eye out have a look at the Nancy Astor video tomorrow have a look at the St Paul's um, video and um, check out my interview with Phil at Harvington Hall because I think you'll find that really interesting as well especially in light of what he's just um just achieved by spending 36 hours in a priest hide. Nutter. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Danny, more witches were burned alive during Catholic reign in the UK. Um, Lavina, thank you so much for your knowledgeable and insightful as always. See you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining. Yeah, Danny, it's, um, there's, there's a book that I, so I'm reading at the moment, Tracy Borman's James I and the Witch Hunters, um, which you might find interesting. Um, but yeah, um, it's a whole conversation. I'll tell you what, we could have that another day, but superstition was a big factor in all of what you're talking about. Right then, everybody, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. If you're around, please do join us at quarter past eight tonight to talk about Bird King John. And we will see you there. All right. Bye, everyone.